0: What is going on, everybody? Stone Libano is of ESPN West Palm Beach each and every week. We bring you guys early action. This is episode two with Stone and JR from wagerpro.com. In our first outing, we gave you guys the basics. And for this one, we're going to take it a little further. We talked about public money, money placed, and bets placed, and kind of what that means, what it does to align. And how it plays into the result. So, JR, I want to read you some numbers and you talk about the importance of them. Now, we're talking NFL slate this week only. College, yeah, there's a hefty slate. Yeah, we got UGA Tennessee, but hey, we're both NFL guys, so that's where we're going to stick. That's where people love making their money, especially when they've had a bad week, good week. We know profit goes to die in the NFL, but not with JR from wagerpro.com. Last week went 2-1 in college, but 3-0 and oh in the NFL every single play that he gave out. Ended up being a winner. That's no surprise to me. JR, first game here. We're going to start off in the 1 o'clock slate. Indianapolis Colts, they travel to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. And when you look at the number of the money placed and the bets placed, 72% of the money is coming in on the Colts, which means 28% of the money is coming in on the Patriots. But when you go over to the bets placed, It's almost 50-50. So when you look at 72% of the money being placed on the Colts, what does that mean for an amateur better? What can that tell him?
1: Well, first off, you want to see, and it's a great point, you, you do look at the amount of percentage of bets coming in on the game. In this case, like you said, it's pretty much 50-50. you got 53% of the public betting on the Patriots, 47% on the Colts. Now, when you look at the money coming in, and this is what you would consider big money, the big money coming in on the game is coming in on the Colts, right? 72% of the money that's been bet is coming in on the Colts with only 28% on the Patriots. That means that we know the bookmakers are going to need the Indianapolis Colts. Now, does that make it an automatic win? Of course it doesn't. You've got to go over and look at the point spread and see what the oddsmakers did in reaction to the money that came in. So this line opened up at Patriots minus six. It came down early in the week to minus five and a half. Here we are on Friday, still two days before game, before kickoff, and that line has now dropped as low as 40, four and a half points. So you've had literally a point and a half difference, a drop in a, a favorite dropping down, a full point and a half because the public is doing something the public does not normally do, and that is the majority of the money is coming in on the underdog. Now, normally when you see the public betting the underdog, it's normally a good sign to take the favorite, but when you see the line move the way that it has and that the odds maker's reaction to the money coming in is to move in lockstep with it, that means it is not a reverse line movement. They are moving in step with exactly what the action is doing, and now you got to take away uh, the whole idea of maybe following the money on this game and look at more of the matchup look at the injury report look at the weather report it's definitely going to come into play more than the money that's coming in on this game and again that's because the reaction of the odds makers were totally in lockstep with what public did. So I wouldn't look at that as one of my
0: big facts. All right, Jared, turning it over to Ford Field. That's where the Lions will invite the Green Bay Packers. When you're looking at the money placed, leans towards Detroit at 71% of the money placed on the Lions and only 29% of the money placed on the Packers. So the theme of this game for me is fading the public, jr is that something that you want to do, and can you describe why fading the public, what that is, and why it could be profitable?
1: definitely look if you're betting the side that the uh, that the odds makers need or the the bookies need on just about every game on the board you 're going to have a winning record at the end of the day, but you got to bet way too many games, and you know you 're going to lay too much juice or vig to be able to make up the difference could sometimes really be. Uh, an uphill battle. So what you want to do is try to find the right game. Okay, If you're going to fade the oddsmakers or you're going to fade the public, you want to pick the right game. And, you, again, comes down to the reaction of the oddsmakers to the money, right? So here's another game where we're looking at the point spread that opened up with Green Bay being a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It dropped down to three because we did see 70% of the action come in on the Detroit Lions, But at the same time, it just went back up another half a point. So this is one of those games where you don't want to be necessarily – on the side that the oddsmakers need. The Lions have been a huge disappointment with and against the general public. The Lions almost every week is the side that the oddsmakers or the bookmakers are looking to, to have on their side. But we know they're not that great against the spread, and they're not a team that likes to close out games. It's been a tough road for the Detroit Lions this year, and it seems like it's going to continue that way. And the fact that that line went up another half a point after dropping a half a point means this is one of those I believe, looking at it early in the week the Packers look like they're going to have the better side of this
0: game. I love to hear that, and I can't agree more. Moving on, JR. Going to Minnesota. Vikings are traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. Now, this one's intriguing to me because the line's only three, right? And if you're a novice better, you're thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. That line's way too small. Minnesota's six and one. We're looking at a four and four Washington playing their backup quarterback in Taylor Heineke. But 83% of the dollar bills placed are on the Commanders. Is it correct that this line is three? Do you you think this is somewhat of a trap? What do you like here between the Vikings and the Commanders?
1: I feel like the odds makers can't move this line much. I mean they've got the right team as the favorite, even though the money is coming in heavily on the Washington Commanders who got a real lucky win last week. That was one of my games actually that we used in the afternoon last week. Uh Terrell Heineke to me seems like I don't want to say he's made the turn, but he's definitely made a bit of a, uh, a nice upstep from you know last year. I mean, let's face it, they went out and picked up Carson Wentz because they didn't think he could hack it as a starter, and now with Wentz not having a very good showing, getting injured, having Terrell Heineke come back in as the starter, I feel like he knows this team better, he knows this offense better, and he feels like it to be. He's made a bit of a turn, he's gotten rid of some of the qualms of being able to pull the ball down and run with it, um, and, and he's been able to really take a, a good leadership position with this team, which is why, even with the money coming in on Washington, I think it's very unlikely that the oddsmakers are going to react to that by dropping that line to two and a half or to two points, because you do have a Vikings team that has been playing under the radar. The talent there, let's face it, has been playing out of their pants. I mean, Cousins not making mistakes, um, you know, not working the ball downfield too much either, but still, between that running game and that play action and the small drop-offs, they're just picking up yard picking up yards getting first downs and in the NFL that's the name of the game the team with the most first downs is normally the team that ends up on top so you, you got to kind of look at the, away from the money on this one and you got to look at the matchup a little bit more and you got to say to yourself who's healthy who's not is this going to be a good defensive matchup for washington or not i'm not going to give a play out in this because it's this going to be possibly one of my inner circle games and i'm going to tell you now guys that this is not a game that you can read into too far by looking at the matchup or even the numbers you got to have a little insight like we have on this game on the side
0: listen and that's where it comes to winning when you're talking about sports betting it's 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 not that you can't find the information as an average Joe, but it's better to listen to the pros. And he's saying that he's not betting the Vikings game here. Just don't do it. Them and the commanders, this line's a little iffy. You don't know who's banged up. We're not sure if it's going to be a defensive battle, so it's a stay away. Love that from JR from wagerpro.com. Again, you're listening to Early Action here on ESPN West Palm Beach with Stone Lubanowicz. You hear me each and every weekday on Ken Levick Alive. And JR from WagerPro, you also hear that beautiful raspy voice each and every week alongside myself. JR, I saved the biggest money game for last this one i said the last one was the most intriguing but i'm not gonna lie looking at the numbers now this one takes the cake so you're looking at seattle traveling to arizona to take on the cardinals with 90 percent of the money placed on the seahawks and 78 percent of the bets placed on the seahawks and we're looking at an arizona team that's a two-point favorite here is this the biggest trap on the slate? Are people falling in love with an MVP guy like Geno Smith, who's in that conversation, and are they trying to fade the Cardinals because they haven't looked like the Cardinals that we expected them to early on in the season? Where are you at on this game with all the money being poured in on Seattle both ways?
1: Well, well first off, let's face it. Sid, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals last year, they got off to a great start. Everyone thought they were going to be the team to beat in the NFC, and then they just faltered. Completely fell apart towards the latter part of the season, and you know, had a real rough go at it. Kyler Murray winds up getting a big contract has not played up to his potential. I don't think that this kid is uh, studying nearly enough doesn't completely understand the offense, is running too quick with the football, not going through his progressions properly. And meanwhile, on the other side of the football, Geno Smith, who uh, couldn't get a sniff at start a starting position, yet looked terrible with the New York Jets when he was there, now takes over for Russell Wilson. And everyone, including myself, thought that they were going to be the you know, absolute laughing stock of the NFC this year. Not only are playing out of their pants, but let's face it, Geno Smith, I can't imagine that this kid is not in the. Talks for MVP right now. Um, he is just playing phenomenal football, and this team, in general, offensively at least, has been playing phenomenal. Their defense has got a lot of holes in it, and that's the problem. Against an Arizona team that now has D Hop back and is starting to run the football more effectively, having more weapons. And I really believe that um, they're going to have a different game plan this week because that Seattle secondary is so weak. I'm looking for them to air the ball out a lot more. They're not going to be running the rock so much. They're going to be looking to put the ball in the air. And the fact that this line has adjusted itself to what the public is doing tells me that you know the odds makers are kind of up in the air and they're just following the money on this game. The reaction was in lockstep again with what the action was. But originally, when they made this line, they thought that the Arizona Cardinals were better than a field goal favorite. Now, because of the action, they've got them as an underdog. Uh, I've I got to say that this has got to be one of those games where if Arizona is going to show up at some point this year, this is the game they're going to have to do it. The public and, you know, I mean, I was listening to radio on the way in stone, and these guys on radio, it's like everyone's on board. Oh, Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oh, Seattle. Pete Carroll's got them playing out of the. I just can't hop on that bandwagon. I like to go against the general public a lot. This is one of those games where I think they've got it wrong, and you got a good team that has played poorly this year where you're getting a great price. So I do like Arizona plus the points at home this week.
0: Love to hear it. On the money, I could not agree with you more. All right, JR, we're going to give the homers what they want. You know where I reside. You know currently where I'm sitting in my studio, and that's sunny South Florida. So let's talk about these Dolphins. These 5-3 and three Miami Dolphins who are riding high. Tua Tagovailoa as a starter, undefeated in games that he started and he's finished. Hey, they're traveling to Soldier Field for a 1 o'clock kickoff. The weather looks okay for the most part. Miami's a four-point favorite. That over-under sitting at 45-and-a-half. Are you invested in these guys and in these guys? I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins. Are you a rider or are you looking to fade them this week? Because we've seen Justin Fields. He's looked good. They brought in Chase Claypool. They believe that he's their franchise quarterback. So it's a battle between two guys who each organization think is a franchise quarterback. I'm interested. This line opened up a little higher than four, and it's creeping down. You rocking with the Dolphins? Are you trying to fade these guys and take the Bears?
1: Well, look, Chase Claypool is a nice little piece for the Chicago Bears, but he's not a number one. Let's face it, he was a number two in Pittsburgh. They're going to try to utilize them to get some of that speed a little bit downfield or some of those, cross, those crossing patterns over the middle. Um, you know, Chase is one of those guys, he's very good at catching the ball, doesn't get a ton of yak after he does get the ball in his hands. Justin Fields has definitely taken a step in the right direction, but definitely not at the, uh, not at the level that a guy like Jalen Hurts is at just yet. I think that Fields will get there in the right system over some time, but he's just not there yet. Now, uh, let's face it, the Miami Dolphins, I would have liked to see at least one win without Tua at the helm. I mean, they're sitting right now at five and three, and like you said, uh, you know, Tua, five wins as a starter, three losses with anybody else at the helm, and I-, I feel like that this is a team that should have won at least one out of those three games that they didn't have Tua at the helm. But look... They are looking to win now. The Miami Dolphins are in the mode of being able to try to not only get into the playoffs, but go all the way. They've got the weapons. They've got two of the best wide receivers in football. They've got Tua, who has just been absolutely spot on. His throws are outstanding. He's not making bad decisions with the football. He's not running with it too fast. I I, I really think that this is a team that offensively is just going to keep putting up points. Now, their opponent this week, unfortunately, uh, for their opponent, I should say, unfortunately, lates. The Chicago Bears can't score points. And in order to keep up with this Dolphins team, they're not going to do it with defense. Even if their defense plays great, the Dolphins are still going to put up anywhere from 25 to 30 points. If the defense is terrible, the Dolphins are going to score more than 40. So the Bears have got to put up points to keep up, and I don't see this offense being able to do so, and they're not going to be able to run the football to be able to get those points. So I think that this is a complete and utter mismatch. The Dolphins not only win, but steamroll, steamroll the Bears at Soldier Field this week
0: Jerry you just said they're going to steamroll does that mean you're willing to give out a free play for the people what's it going to be
1: you know I I told you before we came on this interview I don't normally give the games out in the cities I like to get them to call the phone number for that but you know what I love this game so much. I'm willing to put it out there. Put my reputation on the line absolutely, positively. Free pick on the podcast. Get in the Miami Dolphins. Ride them all the way to the top. I'm telling you, this is an easy win. They don't win. They steamroll the Chicago Bears this week.
0: jr for people who didn't hear our hit that airs in that Friday space, we're on the podcast. You can hear us on ESPN West Palm Beach. What's that toll-free number they can call you at to get some of your free plays, to get some of the free information that you give out on a weekly basis what's that toll-free number well right
1: now i've got the winner of the georgia tennessee game on a recorded message it's only 30 seconds long guys call the number listen to the message and get the winner it's really that easy 800-499-3733 is the number that's 800-499-3733 and that spells free so call 800-499-FREE to get the winner of Georgia-Tennessee and also to have a conversation. Guys, if you're serious about making money, then let me put you into a not just one game, but let me put you into a system, a money management system, that you can take and, and literally execute with absolute ease and put yourself in a position to be able to build your bankroll and start making bigger bets throughout time. So again, Georgia-Tennessee is the free play on the recording right now. Call that number, 800 499 nine three seven
0: three three there it is folks there you have it episode two of early action with jared from wagerpro.com and Stone manners from espn west palm beach jared where can they find you at on twitter on instagram and all your socials
1: uh guys you can always follow me on uh twitter on um tiktok all of them i am at real radio jr just started to get into this i'm kind of an older guy was never big into social media but frankly um you got to kind of Adapt with the times. I know what you guys are looking for. So we started doing videos. We've been giving out free picks. Check it out at Real Radio JR. That's Real Radio JR.
0: And myself, I'm at LeBanowitz Stone on Twitter and Stone Labanowitz on Instagram. JR, cannot thank you enough for your time. You gave out the free play. You love the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure everybody here in West Palm Beach and the Treasure Coast is going to love that. I know myself, I'm going to lay a hefty amount on that. Hopefully, it comes out of winter. Based off of what you did last weekend, I am going to assume that it is, but Jer, look forward to hearing from you next week and doing this again. Thank you so much for the free information you gave the people and the time you gave me.
1: Absolutely a pleasure. Always, guys, remember something. Bet with your head. Never over it. You should never be using money that you can't lose to bet on sports. The name of the game is to take some discretionary capital and turn it into a monster bankroll. That's what we do. So, Uh, By all accords, I want everyone to be safe. I want you to have fun. And more than anything, go out there and make some money.
0: What is going on, everybody? Stone Stonemanos of ESPN West Palm Beach each and every week. We bring you guys early action. This is episode two with Stone and JR from wagerpro.com. And our first outing... We gave you guys the basics, and for this one, we're going to take it a little further. We talked about public money, money placed, and bets placed, and kind of what that means, what it does to align and how it plays into the result. So, Jr., I want to read you some numbers, and you talk about the importance of them. Now, we're talking NFL slate this week only. College, yeah, there's a hefty slate. Yeah, we got UGA, Tennessee, but hey, we're both NFL guys, so that's where we're gonna stick. That's where people love making their money, especially when they've had a bad week, good week. We know profit goes to die in the NFL, but not with Jr. from wagerpro.com. Last week went two and one in college, but three and O oh in the NFL. Every single play that he gave out. Ended up being a winner. That's no surprise to me. JR, first game here. We're going to start off in the 1 o'clock slate. Indianapolis Colts, they travel to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. And when you look at the number of the money placed and the bets placed, 72% of the money is coming in on the Colts, which means 28% of the money is coming in on the Patriots. But when you go over to the bets placed, it's almost 50-50. So when you look at 72% of the money being placed on the Colts, what does that mean for an amateur better? What can that tell him?
1: Well, first off, you want to see, and it's a great point, you, you do look at the amount of percentage of bets coming in on the game. In this case, like you said, it's pretty much 50-50. you got 53% of the public betting on the Patriots, 47% on the Colts. Now, when you look at the money coming in, and this is what you would consider big money, the big money coming in on the game is coming in on the Colts, right? 72% of the money that's been bet is coming in on the Colts, with only 28% on the Patriots. That means that we know the bookmakers are going to, to need the Indianapolis Colts. Now, does that make it an automatic win? Of course it doesn't. you got to go over and look at the point spread and see what the odds makers did in reaction to the money that came in. So this line opened up at Patriots minus six. It came down early in the week to minus five and a half. Here we are on Friday, still two days before, game, before kickoff, and that line has now dropped as low as. Four and a half points. So you've had literally a point and a half difference, a drop in a, a favorite dropping down a full point and a half because the public is doing something the public does not normally do, and that is the majority of the money is coming in on the underdog. Now, normally when you see the public betting the underdog, it's normally a good sign to take the favorite. But when you see the line move the way that it has, and that the odds maker's reaction to the money coming in is to move in lockstep with it, that means it is not a reverse line movement. They are moving in step with exactly what the action is doing. And now you've got to take away uh, the whole idea of maybe following the money on this game and look at more of the matchup. Look at the injury report. Look at the weather report. It's definitely going to come into play more than the money that's coming in on this game. And again, that's because the reaction of the oddsmakers were totally in lockstep with what the public did. So I wouldn't look at that as one of my big
0: factors. All right, Jared, turning it over to Ford Field. That's where the Lions will invite the Green Bay Packers. When you're looking at the money placed, leans towards Detroit at 71% of the money Placed on the Lions and only 29% of the money placed on the Packers. So the theme of this game for me is fading the public. Jr., is that something that you want to do? And can you describe why fading the public, what that is, and why it could be profitable?
1: Definitely. Look, if you're betting the side that the uh, that the odds makers need or the the bookies need on just about every game on the board, you're going to have a winning record at the end of the day. But you got to bet way too many games, and you know you're going to lay too much juice or vig. To be able to make up the difference could sometimes really be uh, an uphill battle. So what you want to do is try to find the right game. Okay, If you're going to fade the oddsmakers or you're going to fade the public, you want to pick the right game. And you, again, comes down to the reaction of the oddsmakers to the money. Right. So here's another game where we're looking at the point spread that opened up with Green Bay being a three-and-a-half point favorite. It dropped down to three because we did see 70% of the action come in on the Detroit Lions. But at the same time, it just went back up another half a point. So this is one of those games where you don't want to be necessarily – On the side that the oddsmakers need, the Lions have been a huge disappointment with and against the general public. The Lions almost every week is the side that the oddsmakers or the bookmakers are looking to to have on their side. But we know they're not that great against the spread, and they're not a team that likes to close out games. It's been a tough road for the Detroit Lions this year, and it seems like it's going to continue that way. And the fact that that line went up another half a point after dropping a half a point means this is one of those games. I believe, looking at it early in the week, the Packers look like they're going to have the better side of this game.
0: I love to hear that, and I can't agree more. Moving on, JR. Going to Minnesota. Vikings are traveling to Washington to take on the Commanders. Now, this one's intriguing to me because the line's only three, right? And if you're a novice better, you're thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. That line's way too small. Minnesota's 6-1. and We're looking at a 4-4 and Washington playing their backup quarterback in Taylor Heineke, but 83% of the dollar bills placed are on the Commanders. Is it correct that this line is three? Do you think this is somewhat of a trap? What do you like here between the Vikings and the Commanders?
1: I feel like the Odds makers can't move this line much. I mean, they've got the right team as the favorite, even though the money is coming in heavily on the Washington Commanders, who got a real lucky win last week. That was one of my games, actually, that we used in the afternoon last week. Uh, Terrell Heineke, to me, seems like... I don't want to say he's made the turn, but he's definitely made a bit of a uh, a nice upstep from you know last year. I mean, let's face it. They went out and picked up Carson Wentz because they didn't think he could hack it as a starter. And now with Wentz not having a very good showing, getting injured, having Taylor Heineke come back in as the starter, I feel like he knows this team better. He knows this offense better. And he feels like it to be. He's made a bit of a turn. He's gotten rid of some of the qualms of being able to pull the ball down and run with it. Um, and, and he's been able to really take a, a Good leadership position with this team, which is why even with the money coming in on Washington, I think it's very unlikely that the oddsmakers are going to react to that by dropping that line to two and a half or to two points. Because you do have a Vikings team that has been playing under the radar. The talent there, let's face it, has been playing out of their pants. I mean, Cousins not making mistakes. Um, you know, not working the ball downfield too much either. But still, between that running game and that play action and the small drop-offs, they're just picking up yards picking up yards getting first downs and in the NFL that's the name of the game the team with the most first downs is normally the team that ends up on top so you, you got to kind of look at the, away from the money on this one and you got to look at the matchup a little bit more and you got to say to yourself who's healthy who's not is this going to be a good defensive matchup for washington or not i'm not going to give a play out in this because this is going to be possibly one of my inner circle games and i'm going to tell you now guys that this is not a game that you can read into too far by looking at the matchup or even the numbers you got to have a little insight like we have on this game on the side
0: listen and that's where it comes to winning when you're talking about sports betting it's It's not that you can't find the information as an average Joe, but it's better to listen to the pros. And he's saying that he's not betting the Vikings game here. Just don't do it. Them and the commanders, this line's a little iffy. You don't know who's banged up. We're not sure if it's going to be a defensive battle, so it's a stay away. Love that from JR from wagerpro.com. Again, you're listening to Early Action here on ESPN West Palm Beach with Stone Lubanowicz. You hear me each and every weekday on Ken Levick Alive. And JR from WagerPro, you also hear that beautiful, raspy voice each and every week alongside myself. JR, I saved the biggest money game For last, this one, I said the last one was the most intriguing, but I'm not going to lie. Looking at the numbers now, this one takes the cake. So you're looking at Seattle traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals with 90% of the money placed on the Seahawks and 78% of the bets placed on the Seahawks. And we're looking at an Arizona team that's a two-point favorite here Is this the biggest trap on the slate? Are people falling in love with an MVP guy like Geno Smith who's in that conversation, and are they trying to fade the Cardinals because they haven't looked like the Cardinals that we expected them to early on in the season? Where are you at on this game with all the money being poured in on Seattle both ways?
1: Well, well, first off, let's face it. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals last year, they got off to a great start. Everyone thought they were going to be the team to beat in the NFC, and then they just faltered. Completely fell apart towards the latter part of the season, and you had a real rough Go at it. Kyler Murray winds up getting a big contract. Has not played up to his potential. I don't think that this kid is uh, studying nearly enough – doesn't completely understand the offense, is running too quick with the football, not going through his progressions properly. And meanwhile, on the other side of the football, Geno Smith, who uh, couldn't get a sniff at start a starting position, yet looked terrible with the New York Jets when he was there, now takes over for Russell Wilson. And everyone, including myself, thought that they were going to be the you know, absolute laughing stock of the NFC this year. Not only are playing out of their pants, but let's face it, Geno Smith, I can't imagine that this kid is not in the talks for MVP right now Um, he is just playing phenomenal football and this team in general offensively at least has been playing phenomenal their defense has got a lot of holes in it and that's the problem against an Arizona team that now has D hop back and is starting to run the football more effectively having more weapons I and I really believe that um, they're going to have a different game plan this week because that Seattle secondary is so weak. I'm looking for them to air the ball out a lot more. They're not going to be running the rock so much. They're going to be looking to put the ball in the air. And the fact that this line has adjusted itself to what the public is doing tells me that you know the odds makers are kind of up in the air and they're just following the money on this game. The reaction was in lockstep again with what the action was. But originally, when they made this line, they thought that the Arizona Cardinals were better than a field goal favorite. Now, because of the action, they've got them as an underdog. Uh, I've I got to say that this has got to be one of those games where if Arizona is going to show up at some point this year, this is the game they're going to have to do it. The public and, yeah, I mean, I was listening to radio on the way in stone, and these guys on radio, it's like everyone's on board. Oh, Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oh, Seattle. Pete Carroll's got them playing out of the. I just can't hop on that bandwagon. I like to go against the general public a lot. And this is one of those games where I think they've got it wrong. And you got a good team that has played poorly this year where you're getting a great price. So I do like Arizona plus the points at home this week.
0: Love to hear it. On the money, I could not agree with you more. All right, JR, we're going to give the homers what they want. You know where I reside. You know currently where I'm sitting in my studio, and that's sunny South Florida. So let's talk about these Dolphins, these 5-3 Miami Dolphins who are riding high. Tua Tungabailoa as a starter, undefeated in games that he started and he's finished. Hey, they're traveling to Soldier Field for a 1 o'clock kickoff. The weather looks okay for the most part. Miami's a four-point favorite. That over-under sitting at 45 and a half. Are you invested in these guys and in these guys? I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins. Are you a rider or are you looking to fade them this week? Because we've seen Justin Fields. He's looked good. They brought in Chase Claypool. They believe that he's their franchise quarterback. So it's a battle between two guys who each organization think is a franchise quarterback. I'm interested. This line opened up a little higher than four and it's creeping down. You rocking with the Dolphins? Are you trying to fade these guys and take the Bears? Well, look, Chase Claypool
1: is a nice little piece for the Chicago Bears, but he's not a number one. Let's face it, he was a number two in Pittsburgh they're going to try to utilize them to get some of that speed a little bit downfield or some of those, cross, those crossing patterns over the middle. Um, you know, Chase is one of those guys, he's very good at catching the ball, doesn't get a ton of yak after he does get the ball in his hands. Justin Fields has definitely taken a step in the right direction, but definitely not at, the, uh, not at the level that a guy like Jalen Hurts is at just yet. I think that Fields will get there in the right system over some time, but he's just not there yet. Now, uh, let's face it, the Miami Dolphins, I I would have liked to see at least one win without Tua at the helm. I mean, they're sitting right now at 5 and 3 and like you said, uh you know, Tua five wins as a starter, three losses with anybody else at the helm, and I feel like that this is a team that should have won at least one out of those three games that they didn't have two at the helm, but look, they are looking to win now. The Miami Dolphins are in the mode of being able to try to not only get into the playoffs, but go all the way. They've got the weapons. They've got two of the best wide receivers in football. They've got Tua who has just been absolutely spot on. His throws are outstanding. He's not making bad decisions with the football. He's He's not running with it too fast. I I really think that this is a team that offensively is just going to keep putting up points. Now, their opponent this week, unfortunately, uh, for their opponent, I should say, unfortunately, the Chicago Bears can't score points. And in order to keep up with this Dolphins team, they're not going to do it with defense. Even if their defense plays great, the Dolphins are still going to put up anywhere from 25 to 30 points. If the defense is terrible, the Dolphins are going to score more than 40. So the Bears have got to put up points to keep up, and I don't see this offense being able to do so, and they're not going to be able to run the football to be able to get those points. So I think that this is a complete and utter mismatch. The Dolphins not only win, but steamroll steamroll the Bears at Soldier Field this week.
0: Jerry, you just said they're going to steamroll Does that mean you're willing to give out a free play for the people? What's it going to be?
1: You know, I I told you before we came on this interview, I don't normally give the games out in the cities. I like to get them to call the phone number for that. But you know what? I love this game so much. I'm willing to put it out there. Put my reputation on the line absolutely, positively. Free pick on the podcast. Get in the Miami Dolphins. Ride them all the way to the top. I'm telling you, this is an easy win. They don't win. They steamroll the Chicago Bears this week.
0: Gerard, for people who didn't hear our hit that airs in that Friday space, we're on the podcast. You can hear us on ESPN West Palm Beach. What's that toll-free number they can call you at to get some of your free plays, to get some of the free information that you give out on a weekly basis. What's that toll-free number?
1: Well, right now I've got the winner of the Georgia-Tennessee game on a recorded message. It's only 30 seconds long, guys. Call the number, listen to the message, and get the winner. It's really that easy. 800-499-3733 is the number. That's 800-499-3733. And that spells free. So call 800-499-FREE to get the winner of Georgia-Tennessee and also to have a conversation. Guys, if you're serious about making money, then let me put you into a not just one game, but let me put you into a system, a money management system, that you can take and, and literally execute with absolute ease and put yourself in a position to be able to build your bankroll and start making bigger bets throughout time. So again, Georgia-Tennessee is the free play on the recording right now. Call that number, 800 499 nine three seven
0: three three there it is folks there you have it episode two of early action with jared from wagerpro.com and Stone manners from espn west palm beach jared where can they find you at on twitter on instagram and all your socials
1: uh guys you can always follow me on uh twitter on um tiktok all of them i am at real radio jr just started to get into this i'm kind of an older guy was never big into social media but frankly um you got to kind of Adapt with the times. I know what you guys are looking for. So we started doing videos. We've been giving out free picks. Check it out at Real Radio JR. That's Real Radio JR.
0: And myself, I'm at Lebanowitz Stone on Twitter and Stone Labanowitz on Instagram. JR, cannot thank you enough for your time. You gave out the free play. You love the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure everybody here in West Palm Beach and the Treasure Coast is going to love that. I know myself. I'm going to lay a hefty amount on that. Hopefully it comes out of winner. Based off of what you did last weekend, I am going to assume that it is, but Jer, look forward to hearing from you next week and doing this again. Thank you so much for the free information you gave the people and the time you gave me.
1: Absolutely a pleasure. Always, guys, remember something. Bet with your head. Never over it. You should never be using money that you can't lose to bet on sports. The name of the game is to take some discretionary capital and turn it into a monster bankroll. That's what we do. So, Uh, By all accords, I want everyone to be safe. I want you to have fun. And more than anything, go out there and make some money.